Hi, guys. Welcome to the Latch Mama podcast. Um, we are coming to you um, about three weeks into the coronavirus pandemic. Um, I guess it's probably a lot longer into it than that. But our lives have been basically uprooted for about three weeks. Our kids have been out of school here in Virginia. Um, and Lindy and I are going to get together Um we have both homeschooled elementary-aged kids, and we are going to talk about homeschooling. You're listening to the Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, business owner and tired mom of five. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, nursing, parenting, and all things motherhood. So hi, Lindy. Hi. Um, Lindy has six kids. I have five. Um... Lindy homeschooled from kindergarten through fourth, fourth grade, um, and is homeschooling now again, or pandemic schooling, which is yeah. what we're going to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know personally, when I launched into homeschooling, I started homeschooling my son um, in kindergarten, that I went, I think, in the very same direction that a lot of people all of a sudden went into when the kids got out of school was, oh my gosh, he needs to learn everything. Let's print some worksheets out. Let's make sure we're teaching to the SOLs. Let's make sure he's on grade level. Let's make sure everything is okay. Put your head down, son, and let's learn how to write your letters. You know, I mean, I was steadfast. I was regimented. And you know what happened? He despised learning. And we fought all day long. It was it was a nightmare. Um, thankfully, Lindy had joined Latch Mama about the same time and had a good old come to Jesus moment with me. And she was like, you're not doing this, right? This is not what this oh, is supposed I to did look not like. Say that. She was nice. She was nice <laughs> about it. But um, I think school had been out one day or something, but she brought her kids in. And I was able to kind of observe what homeschool looked like. And um, yeah, it, it completely changed it. So I wanted to have her in today to just kind of talk about some of the things that she uses um, and she used during her homeschool years that kind of helped her stay a little bit more sane with it. Yeah. So. Well, I think I started in the similar boat as you. And I think like with all things, we learn as we go. But I think one of the biggest things that I learned from homeschooling is every kid is different and you can't teach all four kids the same way and hold on not to interrupt you but it also takes you a little while to learn your kids learning style especially i'm sure if they've been at school learning yep so that's that's another thing Mm -hmm. is like you're three weeks into something that takes a long time to learn too yeah you know so and you'll also hear this term like de-schooling in the homeschool like realm you know where you're either maybe you're switching out of a public uh, or a public or maybe a private school and really it, it is a big thing. So when these kids went from overnight from public and all of a sudden people want to implement this, what whatever you kind of envision as you think homeschooling is going to go for you on a Monday, mm-hmm. it, <laughs> it's, um, it's not going to, it's not going to work. It's going to fail. And I think you truly, you know, take a couple weeks, take a week and let those kids play, like look into what they enjoy to do. Maybe they are already like this voracious reader or they love building or, you know, they do, they love to listen to books on tape. So maybe they're an auditory learner or so this, or a kinesthetic type learner. So you can kind of just, just take a step back and take a breath. And there's so much learning in, in so many different ways. So we are doing everything we can to respect the work that these public school teachers have put into 
you know, this online program or activities via email, but some of these things are not necessarily working for our family and that's okay. We're a very large family. I'm still, you know, here at the office working. So we have a nanny at home that they are not responsible for schooling our kids. So we've had to make a few changes and we're still constantly making changes. Um, but, you know, it's, it's all going to look different for each kid. So we can... So let's go backwards to when you did homeschool. Um, mm-hmm. What did it... What did your daily... look? I'm sure your your day looked different for each age group. But, you know, what I learned very quickly into it is that I could probably knock out the majority of the actual learning from a, a curriculum standpoint with a kindergartner, with first grader, even with a second grader in under two hours. I mean, it was, it yeah. was relatively quick. Yeah. So um, for us, we do 20 to 30 minutes per grade level. And that's like actual, if you have a math book or a, you know, you're doing a writing type curriculum or something like that, that's like sit down Either you're doing a quick little lesson with them, which should be very short and compact. Um, and your kid, guys, is not going to sit down in your house like they sat down in a classroom, 100%. And they're not going to be as respectful and patient to you as they were to their teacher. You are their safe spot. You are their safe place. They're going to act out. They're going to perhaps talk back. They're going to cry when they don't know the answer to something perhaps, which they never ever would have done in a classroom. I watch my kids from the time that I teach them. So like when we're actually working on learning and they fight back and they, they get upset and they get frustrated and we sometimes butt heads a little bit, but then I watch them go to a Taekwondo class or an art class and they sit quietly and they're respectful. So just remember that you are their safe spot and it's it's okay for them to be behaving that way, but somehow you've got to figure out how to teach them through it. And I think that that was one of the harder things with homeschooling for me. And I, I can probably guess that some people are probably struggling with that right now as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the little ones, I truly learned that they learn through play and building. So I'm not really too worried about my kindergartner. You know, she has, I kind of reverted back to some of my favorite curriculum. So I ordered some of that. I love the, um, although handwriting you can do anywhere, anywhere, any, anytime. But I love the handwriting without tears books. So I got her a cute book. She colors a picture. She practices her letters. Her writing is not the best. So I figure this is perfect. She can, this will truly help her to get that handwriting a little bit neater in the lines and whatnot. And, um, but for her, math is, math is play. Math is to grab the little shiny rocks and, you know, combine numbers. And um, we do hopscotch with like painter's tape in the hallway and count up and down and things like that. So really those early grades, even into first grade, it, yeah. it's, it's just hands-on play. It's not as much sit-down worksheets. When I found myself tired or frustrated in terms of teaching, I would figure out what would make me happy and what would make me get back to my happy place, whether it was baking cookies or, you know, going for a walk or doing whatever. And then I would learn how to fit their learning into that, which sounds a little selfish, but I knew unless I was happy and I was feeling good about myself, I was not going to be able to teach or be kind to my kids. So that might look a little differently now if you're at home trying to also work a full-time job. Um, 
But if you do have the space to do it and suddenly you're at home with your kids and you're trying to learn, figure out what would bring you the most happiness. And I promise you, you can find learning within it. Yeah. I mean, one of our favorites was unit studies. Um, we did a co-op and we would often have, um, you know, study unit studies in a science or um, history. But for the most part, if you can pick a topic and my kids are in public school, I do plan to keep them at least in right now. So I have pulled a bit from math SOLs um, and kind of compare the math books that we've kind of gone back to using and what they need to cover. However, they're coming up. They were the teachers said, "Okay, we're coming up on plants. Plants is resources. One was doing butterflies. These are perfect. You can do plants as a topic for a week mm-hmm. every day. You can write about plants. You can draw and create your own plant with like a superpower and write about it. You can incorporate. You can go back in plants in history. Yeah. Um, you can. You know, sometimes math is the the trickier one to tie into a unit, but. It makes it so super easy, especially for those young ones. Yeah. If you're just struggling, where to, where do I go? I was looking at one of my, like, uh, one of my neighbors posted on Facebook yesterday, and it was like this crazy picture, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And it was like four different jars, and they were all different colors, and there was bubbles in some of them. And I was like, what is this? And I started to read her, like, copy that she wrote with, with the picture. And it was so cool. Her five-year-old, who was a kindergartner, said had been saving rocks in jars. And she said, Mom, she goes, I want to add water to these. And you know what? And I want to add some food coloring. And I want to see what happens. And it brought me so much joy because that has been homeschooling to us. It's like I've kind of let my kids lead with these super creative, like, hey, what happens if this happens? Or what happens if that happens? And when I ever think about whether I'm doing the right thing, keeping them home, those are the moments that remind me that it's really, really cool that they get to to execute on some of these things. And it was one of those moments where I think we've all had them during this huge life change where, you know, you wonder, hey, is, is this so bad? This little kindergartner, instead of sitting at her desk or doing what she would have done today, <laughs> got to do her little rock experiment. And it was really neat. Some of the, depending on what the components were of the rocks, they they did different things under, you know, being submerged in the water. It was really cool. And it brought me a lot of joy. But I think that that's what can come out of all of this is that you can learn so much about your kids by saying, hey, you know what? You were, you were going to learn about plants this week. What do you want to learn about plants? What do you want to do? Do you want to mm-hmm. go for a hike? Do you want to go press a couple of ferns together and make a bookmark and send it to grandma? Like what what do you what do you want to learn? And I'm not saying that they won't they don't get that in public education, but I am saying that there are SOLs and there are things that they were tested on that maybe that's not where your kid's brain wants to go with plants. And this is such a great opportunity to learn what it is, you know, and learn what questions they have and how they can learn about them. So I don't know. It's cool. It's it's one of those homeschool like hacks where if you ask your kid a question and then you you build kind of the curriculum around them. Yeah. Um, it's a whole lot easier to teach them too. Yeah. And I think 
if you have the means to do it, and I know some don't, and there's definitely ways to homeschool on a budget, and you know, absolutely. But we've kind of had a craft of the day. So as soon as this happened, I <laughs> ordered a bunch of different things off Amazon. I got some Michaels that was like 50% off yeah, sale. My- and Michaels bring stuff to your car, guys. I yeah, feel like hopefully yeah, some of this won't go away after this, especially yeah. with little ones in the car. You don't have to bring them in to go shopping. Yeah. So I've got a whole bunch. So I've had to put a lot away because they find their way into it. And it's like, like heaven, you know. So I pull out one a day. And the biggest hit, I got a box of like 300, no, 3,000 craft sticks and like four hot glue guns and was just like, yeah, go. So then they start building a little house and a tree house for their favorite little stuffed animal that they love. And so we had like the coolest wooden like contraptions. And of course this was with my three older kids, the ones that understand glue guns, how they work, safety that, you know, needs to be taken. Absolutely. But we had like the cool, it literally, they spent hours constructing and figuring out how to support and build supports and now it was a tree house and then my daughter took it further she had felt she made carpets like guys, little tables that, like th- that's learning yeah and, and then schoolwork and guess what we did after that then you can write about it you yeah. can write about it you can draw a picture about it she counted we talked numbers because she had all these support beams and different things mm-hmm. like it, it became an entire like two to three days mm-hmm. like kind of unit study like engineering math building writing it was so cool and so cool one of the other things that i've learned and you kind of just touched on this is that art guys is the biggest stress reliever in the world even if your kid isn't artistic find something creative for them to do and watch what happens to their behavior watch what happens it's it's unbelievable to me um we did a um we did a random baby shower parade yesterday for one of our employees. And I came home with a bunch of like chalk markers, like car markers. And I handed them to my kids last night and I was like, go to town on the minivan. It was literally the coolest thing ever because all of their behavior readjusted. It was great. They all got to draw what they wanted to draw. They had a huge canvas. All I have to do is go drive the car through a car wash or if it gets warm enough this weekend, they get to wash it, which is a whole nother activity that they can do. Um, But art is incredible. Like it will most likely, hopefully, settle your kid down and allow you, like you said, to go in different directions after that. Yeah, we... um I'm like complete like anti-slime. Like that's that's <laughs> dad's do. that's dad's craft, but I'm trying to embrace it because it brought up a really cool conversation on the driveway last weekend is like is this a liquid? Is this a solid? Like you know, and then we made like slime characters and like they pressed the slime on paper and made prints and then like added like things on it. It was super cool. And then the next thing, 45 minutes later, I come out and there's like 3000 blown up Orbeez, like beads all over the driveway, like, like all over multicolor. But then that they're still there. <laughs> like they got washed off into the grass. But they're like, mommy, this is even bigger than yesterday. It must have rained. And then it sucked up the rain and it swelled up. And so like, then we were like back into like science lessons. And then the girls, my kindergartner and my twin um, preschoolers, I'm like, why don't you sort them by colors? Why don't you make AB patterns? Like, mm. this is where all these cool 
things, the directions that it can Mm -hmm. go into and while having fun. And I have a couple on the spectrum. We love sensory play. You know, you can get a bag of like those little 5,000 beads on Amazon and they're not expensive, but they lead to so much fun and learning. Yeah. But I think you also have to settle into the point where you let it lead you there. And I think that that was from like just a development standpoint as a mom and an educator and in everything that that you are on a daily basis, you have to kind of take a deep breath. And hopefully a few weeks in, we're all getting there at this point. Mm-hmm. But you've kind of let go of some of the stuff, let go of the fact yep. that today we have to learn about this or Tomorrow we have to learn about this. And if you don't get your reading done today, you know, we're not going to, you're going to fall behind. No. Let let go of it. Because some days it's going to work. Some days it's not going to work. Some days you're going to get so much done and it's going to be fantastic. And then other days you're going to say, oh my gosh, what did you do today? But I bet if you ask them, they can tell you what they learned, you know, and that's, that's what's yeah. beautiful about it. But you've got to be able to let it go organically, I feel like. Yeah, and another conversation I had with my husband, which I think is a good one because it's something we struggled with as we slowly started adding kids and was still homeschooling. Um, Number one, I never homeschooled without an infant, like a nursing infant. So I was hardly sleeping and always somebody to help. Mm -hmm. So number one, like the house. That's the conversation we had too, like a couple weeks ago. I said, please keep in mind that um, this house now has seven people at all time, all day long. So the, the the amount of dirt and the mess and the pieces moving, like I'm asking like more grace. We both are gonna have to kind of pick in, let go on some things, yep. let go of the thousand Orbeez, let go of the slime. Things are probably gonna break more, get wrecked more. And we just need to take a deep breath and like it's 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 gonna be okay. It's, it's, yep. it's just stuff. Yep. And the relationships and the things that we're building together are really more important. So that was one of the things just as Huge. far as letting yeah. go. And like I did, I stepped out and I was like seeing all that all over the driveway. And I'm like, where are they going to go? And it's such a mess. And then it's like, it's okay. Like yeah. it's just little balls. Yeah. Like, it's okay. And learning can be messy sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I've, you know, when you do let it go organically and you do let, you know, the baking turn into, uh, well, what would happen if we took this dough and we put it in the freezer instead or what would happen if we left the flour out of the cookies or you know what's the science behind this or that it it gets messy yeah but it's really cool like when you allow the opportunity to watch things that happen when they're not planned there's so much joy and so much excitement and stuff I feel like that comes out of it yeah um do you do you think that um do you worry at all right now that they're not, do you think some of your homeschooling that you did before allows you the space to quite not, to not worry quite as much about whether they're moving forward or whether they're going to be ready for the next grade next year? It, it absolutely does allow me to breathe a bit better, but at the same time, um, I remember, I think my fourth grader going into fifth grade is when we made the switch over to public school. He's very intelligent. Um, but these are two very different learning atmospheres, different ways of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not going into pros and cons of everything, but in my mind, there's always in pros and cons to, to every different learning environment. 100%. One's not better than the other. It needs to fit for you guys and your child and we're all, you know, everybody needs to thrive. 
But at the same time, I'm trying to respect what those teachers are giving. And I'm definitely going to be looking at whether we do the exact links every single day. I'm going to be taking a look at what they are covering and making sure that we're at least covering 20 minutes, three days a week and um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. The the math can be, I think, you know, writing and reading and science and too. history, like those things really are so easy to kind of cover and keep writing on. And where I would struggle would be the math and maybe the grammar lessons as far as in English, because that was not my strong suit. Um as my kids kind of went into public school, they were a little behind as far as on the grammar and writing. Were they super creative and intelligent? Yes. You know, he kind of went into public school and after first nine weeks was still kind of fumbling around and but he had all B's. Yeah. You know, and within six months he had all A's. That's just that, you know. Um so yeah, the 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 math and and some of the grammar and whatnot. We'll do our best. I guess the whole what we wanted to basically talk to you guys about because we've been talking about it together outside of the podcast for a few weeks is that what we're doing right now is not homeschooling. What we're doing is pandemic schooling. It is completely, completely different. And it's not going to look like what it looked like in your kid's classroom. And it's not going to look like what it would look like if your kids were homeschooled. It's this very, very weird, different place where you're trying to respect the fact that something so large is going on right now in the world. Kids routines are completely turned upside down. They got ripped away from somebody who cared about them and taught them every single day without really even getting to say goodbye. And suddenly we're supposed to teach them and care for them while some people are still at home doing a full-time job. So I think the answer is that it's, okay no matter what it looks like for your family right now your kids are going to be okay and there are going to be things that will be built into the school system next year this summer whatever that will help them get to the point where if you do nothing between now and when school starts again other than love your kids and emotionally help them understand what's going on right now it's the best thing you can do for them you yeah know? and i i think there's you know there's parents out there that um, both are still working, so they may have an evening time to feel like they have to get all this done. My goodness, even if you just committed to reading to your child every night, go find some sight words and whatever you read, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whether it's a little bit older novel and you're reading to them or they're reading you a book, count colors, you know, count words, add a few things together. Like you, you, you can you can do that in thirty minutes and spend some time. But then there's then there's some families where the mom is now at home. Maybe you have a little bit more access and time as far as, you know, doing some more hands-on things. So I feel like everybody's in such a different mm-hmm. position, but just whatever you can get, yeah, whatever is okay. I know I've done this a few times over the last four years of schooling my kids and I've put education and getting the actual benchmarks achieved over their emotional well-being. And it's a pretty huge thing to admit that I've done, but you know, I there are have there have been times where I should have slowed down and I should have big changes that they've had in their lives whether I started working a full day or we had a nanny suddenly quit um she got ill and she had to stop immediately and you know I had to keep a company afloat. And so we made the change very, very quickly. And it was just, it was hard. It was hard for them. And I should have just stopped schooling and I should have stepped back and said, you know, Hey, this is a big change. Or after I had, after I had a baby, you know, like schooling got tabled for a long time. 
this is one of those things that it's okay. It's okay if your kids are struggling with whatever changes are happening. And it's okay to fit learning in when you can and focus on their emotional well-being. Because if they come out of this emotionally confident and secure with their family and their life and the people that love them, God, they, can, they can catch up in school in a heartbeat. But if they're missing that part, if they're missing yeah. the confidence, if they're missing the fact of, oh my gosh, this world's such a scary place and that's where they land, education's going to be 10 times harder for them. So love your kids, take a deep breath, um, and you know, we'll get through it. Thanks guys. Bye.